Welcome to One Size Fits All Podcast, a show that is a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Rachel. On today's episode, we're talking about money. Money, money, money. Money. What about money? I like money. Money is good. It's nice. It's nice when you have money. I haven't got any for a while. It's nice when you don't. It's not good when you don't have money, though. I know that's right. Yes. Money makes the world go round. They say it's love, but the truth is, it's actually money. That's really what makes it go round. It's pretty difficult if you don't have money. It is difficult. But today, obviously, we're talking about money. What are finances? We're going to talk about budget, how we see it, um, money, how it should be handled, and we're going to talk about the biblical implication of money and how you handle it. Sounds fun. Does sound fun. You ready to go, Chris? Go. Go. Green light. Woo. Don't do what I did the other day. And miss it. Right. Whole nother topic <laughs> for another day. Okay. So I'm sure most of you out there have dealt with money. I think almost everybody touches money. Even kids have play with coins. Right. Exactly. We all know what money is, whether it's the change in your pocket or the bills in your wallet, the checks in your checkbook, or even now with all the digital currency, you can just transfer money, right? You said checks. We must be old. I don't think they use that anymore. I still write checks all the time. Exactly. Oh, sad. I'm depressed now. <laughs> I have cute checks too, little peanuts ones. Okay, so money is a very important thing for our economy. We here in the United States, we have the American dollar, and that's how we formalize our money, right? Gets printed at the Federal Reserve and then gets shipped out to the rest of the country, basically, right? right? That's the idea. Okay. We use money for a variety of things. What do you use money for, Chris? Video games. Video games, right? What else do you use money for? Uh, oh, the house? Right. Where yeah. are you sitting? There you go. What powers your computer? I don't know. That plug over there. Electricity, which you pay for that too. Oh, yeah. That right. Here, they charge for that. Money is needed for survival. We need it for food. We need it for electricity, for housing, clothes. for cars. Car yeah, clothes. I mean, I like naked. No, we're not going to add them and eat it. So we have to have money to survive. That's right. just kind of a fact of life, right? Obviously. Obviously. Now, I'm going to be honest with all of you. We've had times where we've had literally like no money to our name. And we've had times where we, we've had plenty to our name. You go through cycles in life and you learn to deal better with money. Um, we've learned as we've grown. We've been together 21 years now, which is a long time. And uh, we've long, learned... Long, <laughs> long time. You make it sound like a bad thing. We've learned how to deal with money. Good, bad, and the ugly. And that's what we're kind of dealing in today. So The ugly? The ugly. Money can be ugly. I'm not. No, you're very handsome. Thanks. Uh, could be because the money we spent on the clothes. But it done. Wow. <laughs> yes, this is really how we are. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about the generics of your finances. You guys out there should have one thing in common that we all should have. Know what that is? Uh, a wallet. Okay. I hope so. That's how you should be keeping your money. We all should actually have a budget. Oh, 
those things that keep you from spending money, right? Right. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah, right. It tells you where you should be spending your money, not where you want to spend your money. But I want to spend my money. Yeah, that's not exactly how that works, right? So we, you should sit down and really calculate how much money you have coming in. Because first of all, you can't spend money. You don't know you don't have. I haven't had money coming in for like six weeks. Yeah, his truck's been down. But we got it back and he's leaving tomorrow. Woohoo! Woo! Praise the Lord. So we will be having money here soon. Ribeyes! So, <laughs> I can not, have ribeyes. Not immediately. Oh. We gotta catch back up. Oh, but yes, okay. you will eventually get ribeyes again. So so a budget is very important because it tells you a lot of things about yourself. Okay. So your first important thing is to know how much income you have. So you need to know how much money you make. You know, you'd be amazed at the amount of people that don't really know how much money they make, which shocks me. I get $80 a week. Okay, that's your money that goes with you over the road. Oh, that's all I see. That's your allowance, right? Yeah. So some people make a salary pay where they get paid the same amount of money every single week, like clockwork. So a budget for them is super easy because they know exactly what they make. Other people like us, now we choose to make a salary payment, but Chris actually does not get paid the same on every load. So we could have irregular payments. You did when you worked for companies. Oh yeah, I got paid past. by the mile and my miles varied greatly. Yes, some weeks your paycheck could be $900, the other week it could be 400, you know? It's crazy. Right. But it all equals that. So that's your first thing, is you need to know how much money you make. Now, you have your gross, which is before taxes, Darn yeah, taxes. gross. I know. Gross. It is gross, right? <laughs> then Uncle Sam takes his portion of I the know. money. I, I'd rather see the gross. Yeah. And then whatever's left goes into your pocket, and that's called your net pay. I like that. Yeah. The pocket money. Pocket money, but it doesn't stay there, so don't get too excited. Oh. Yeah. So if you are a business person, you have to, you know, know your taxes to know how much to pay for your taxes and all that stuff. We're not going to get into all that. But it's important to properly make sure that you're putting money where it's supposed to go. That way, when it comes tax season, you don't end up with like a really, really large tax bill because you didn't take the proper amount of taxes out of your paycheck. Don't do that, by the way. Right. Don't spend it on video games. Yeah, don't do that. Pay or, Uncle Sam there, sir. Yes. It's sad but true. And remember, just like Jesus says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. There you go. Good life. Lesson I like Caesar salad. It is good. I make good Caesar salad. That's pretty good. Yeah. So a budget is very important. So once you know your income, the next thing is to know your outgoing of what you spend. Now, this is really important. Again, I am amazed at the people I talk to that cannot tell you what they spend their money on, which shocks me. They don't even like take a receipt. They swipe their card and just go. Right. And that's how it is now. You know, the number one reason why people overdraft on their accounts now is because they're looking at the balance on the ATM and that's what they go by. So then they go shopping after and assume that that balance is how much money they actually have. And you know, the banks say, oh, that's not a problem. We just charged you this amount. Banks love you guys. Oh yeah. Overdraft fees are somewhere between 30 and $45 a hit now. Jeez. Every time you overdraft. Yeah, I haven't done that since like that. I don't know if I ever have. I think I only happened once. And that was a stupid thing because long, long time ago. I didn't do math correct. So long time ago. Anyways, I've got a calculator since then and we're all good. So you have to know how much money you have to know how much money you can spend. Right. I mean, it's basic math. Because, yeah, you got to have money so you can 
buy video games. Right. But you can't buy video games unless you know how much money you actually have to buy those video games. Well, you can, but not a good idea. You could, but then you may not have enough money to, like, you know, pay things. That's right. Right. So, it's important for you to know where your money needs to go. Obviously, you have to keep the lights on in the house. You need to pay your house payment, your heat. Uh, you need food on the table. Um, if you got to pay for, you know, student loans or car payments, you should know what that is. Your trash, your cell phone, your internet. Um, if you pay for, like, schooling for your kids. You know, all this stuff needs to be written down. Your fuel, all that stuff, you need to have it written down so you understand what it takes to keep your household running. Yeah, and it's not that complicated. A budget can be real easy. No. Just write down what you make, write down everything you got to pay, and prioritize it. Yes. It's that simple. It is. And then what's left over, then you can decide what to do with that. If it needs to go into savings or if you can spend some of it. Or if, like we do, we have funds for literally everything. Right. And I don't really care what you spend your money on, but just be intentional about it and do it on purpose and just stick to whatever you agree to when you write that budget down. It is. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. We've we've gone outside of our budget a couple of times because it's happened, you know. Of course. But for the most part, we keep ourselves fairly on track. Now, we are now, I want to say, what, 10 years into that kind of lifestyle or so of being really intentional. And we've kind of mastered it, I think. So. We don't even, honestly, make very much money we do not and we live fine a lot of weeks i'm eating ribeyes yeah but there again it's choosing where you spend your money and where you prioritize where the money goes that's right i i prioritize it to food of course naturally i would prioritize it to books but that fun is <laughs> not working so there's a difference i can live without the ribeyes you know i can live off my cheap pasta but <laughs> We have to prioritize where these things go. We also need to be honest about what things cost. I'm not going to lie to you. Mr. G here is probably not going to get bacon a whole lot longer because it's getting more and more expensive at the Bacon. Store. She said bacon. I love bacon. Yes, he loves bacon. But our bacon has jumped almost in some kinds of bacon, a dollar per package. And while that's not a big deal, if you have a planned budget for the grocery store of X amount of dollars and so many things go up in price, it makes it hard to buy all those things again. So you have to sometimes pick and choose. And that's an okay thing if it keeps you on budget. Right, but make sure you're eating. Don't starve yourself no. to pay a car payment, for right. instance. Adequately eat, but you may not need the road buy. That's right. the point. Yeah, you, you ramen noodles. Hamburger helper will Satino's survive Tino's pizza. Yes. Yep. That Those kind are, of stuff. Yep. You can do it. And yeah, the big thing is prioritizing what you really need. You know, pay for that food. Get the clothing if you need it. Get your utilities. Then your house payment. They're probably not going to kick you out of your house right away. But they'll probably shut your utilities off first. So if right. you're in that situation where you can't pay everything, you have to decide what you're going to pay. And just and those, be smart about it. Right. And those video games aren't going to be on that list. Right. The other thing is exactly what you what you said there. You know, you just you've, you've got to think about what you really need. It's not about what you want. It's what you need. Right. I mean, you've got to organize these things and say, OK, I need eat. I need the food. So that's first on the list. We need to make sure we get fed. Then you worry about the electricity and all that stuff. A lot of people pay their debts first. People will pay 
their student loan before they pay the house because they're so afraid of that. And right. that's not right. That's that's backwards thinking. I mean, if you're really that bad off student loans, it's real easy to just to stop defer it, them or whatever. Know? Right. Yeah. But you should you most people make enough to pay all their bills. They just don't realize it because they're spending it on going out to eat and their it's car really payments. It's easy to buy a lot of Amazon things. at once. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, it's one <laughs> click now. Half the time you don't even have to click. Just ask Alexa. And it can do it for you, right? Or those impulse purchases that you buy. You know, it is so easy to to justify those purchases, but really it's not needed. And so I think we have to get back to that, getting back to the mentality of what we need versus what we want. You know, I looking back at our younger selves, you know, we were 18 and just married. If we would have started this then, we'd be sitting oh, pretty right now. It'd be a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So all you younger listeners, get on this now. Yeah. Start paying attention. Write out that budget. You don't need that fancy house for your first house. Nope. You know, you need to get a small little place. Cheap apartment. And you probably yeah. feel a little uncomfortable with. So you're more intentional. And well, because I bet you have debts. I bet you went to college. I bet you have a car loan. Mm -hmm. You know, and because then too, if you don't know how much money you have, then when things come up, you don't know how to pay for them. Because you'll just put it on debt and you'll get it because you don't know, you know, how to pay for it. Yeah, so you've got to know the money you have so you don't go further into debt. That's one of the big things is we, I think especially in our country too, we just make debt so readily available and make it seem like not a big deal that, oh, hey, here's a new car. You could, we'll, we'll finance that for you. Just take out student loans so you can get your education. We make debt seem like not a big deal, but debt is actually a really, really big deal. Right, and think of it as a big hole. If you're gonna, if you're trying to fill in that hole, you can't fill it in till you stop digging the hole. Right. That's a great way to look at it. And the more you get down, the harder it is to get out of. Right. And that's the problem. Um, so a couple things I want to share with you. So the first thing is that we found a program by Dave Ramsey. Do do do. I'm gonna of plug. course, yeah. This is not our yes. original idea. No. It's really common sense. That's what he tells you, too. Yeah. And it's amazing, actually. When we read his book, we kind of smacked ourselves inside the head like, we're idiots. Like, how did we not see this? But you don't because you just go through life and you follow the world and you just don't see it. Right. No, and everybody else is getting all that fancy stuff. Oh, that's a new car. I got this. I got new clothes. And I went here and... Oh, it's okay. I just swipe my card and they'll send it to me. I'll pay it off eventually. Yeah. Eventually it can take a long time. Um, you you don't want to be stuck in your 40s paying for a lifestyle you had in your early 20s. Like, so, you know. Stop swiping the credit card. Yeah. Don't Here. have credit. Right. Don't even have one. Right. And that FICO score, don't let it scare you. Don't let everyone talk into it. Yes, I get it. You know, we want to get a house. You want to do stuff. But here's the truth of a lot of lenders, too. If you have enough of a down payment, they don't care about the FICO score. So if you truly save up that money for a down payment of a house, you're going to be able to get a house. Yeah, of course. And if you have no debt at all or you have zero FICO score, then... You, they're going to have to underwrite it. Now, you'll have to find a bank that does that. But there are banks that do that. You might not be able to go to your fancy 
fancy bank, bank you yeah. know you might have to find a local one but there's plenty of lenders out there if that's your concern now i'd rather you pay cash for a house now that's probably beyond most people but you really need to get that big down payment and if you have that it shouldn't be a problem right and that's why i mean don't wait you know a lot of people think oh i don't want to have to wait that long to get a house here's the thing you will be so appreciative to yourself if you use your money to your advantage. Um, so I'm I'm gonna plug it. So Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. He didn't pay us for this advertisement, by the way. That's actually a book I read. What you read a book? Like read, Did not listen. Well, there are some illustrations. Okay. I think. So we didn't take Dave Ramsey's class. We just read the book. I actually found it. I was at a Barnes and Noble and and I think Chris mentioned it or I saw it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I listened to podcasts That's driving right. down the road. Ironically enough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I went to Barnes and Noble and got it and I read it. I'm a reader, so it didn't take me long. But the whole time I'm reading it, I just kept smacking myself over and over like, I feel like an idiot. Like, how did I how did I miss some of these basic thoughts? Yeah. And the way he explains it, it it's exactly that. It's you just want to smack yourself in the head. So read it. If you have access to it, read it. Most libraries have it. it you can borrow it for free. Um, you can also go on to Dave Ramsey's website and most of the stuff is printable and to help you with your budget and stuff. And his talk show is great. It's everywhere oh, it's too. It's great. Yeah. I listen to him. He is awesome. He's great when he rants. So that's not plug. So following his rules taught us how to pay for cash. We pay for almost everything with cash. Now you might be saying that's crazy, but here's the thing. You know what happens when our cash runs out? I'm not spending anymore. Nothing happens. That's exactly right. <laughs> Nothing. And sometimes it's sad because you're like, well, we, we would at the end of the month have say an extra $100 in our bank account. But here's the thing. If we spend that money, then that money can't go into our savings or into our car fund or to do other things because we spend it on the here and now. Plus it goes back to that budget. If you and I come up with a budget and we agree to that, that's breaking each other's promises almost. Right. And it's hard for your house to function when you go off script like that. When you just take it off and do something else, it's going to fall apart eventually. Right. Right. So I, you know, I'm a person who I totally believe the Bible has an answer for almost everything. And that's been true most of the time. So I want to share a couple things with you that I found biblically that I think are phenomenal. So the first one is one of my most favorite uh, Bible passages to use. And it says, Proverbs 22, 7, it says, the borrower is servant to the lender. Yeah. And I think Dave Ramsey quotes that all the time. He, he says, time. slave to the lender. Yeah. Same thing. Right. When you're in debt, whether it be to the car, to the house, to... Um, the school, whatever, you're a slave to them because you owe them, right? You have to work that debt off. And isn't that kind of sad that then you have a job and you're working off to pay off the other stuff? Right. I mean, and you're really, when you have debt, it's always lingering in your mind that money you got to pay. When something's paid for, you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. Yeah. So we had debt. But through Dave, and granted, we fell off the wagon a few times, not going to lie, because, you know, life happens. We had a kid that had some, you know, issues and stuff. So we fell off the wagon a few times, but we always got back on. I'm happy to tell you that we're debt-free, and we love it. 
Absolutely, it's the greatest thing ever. It is the greatest thing. I mean, well, I, Jesus is the greatest thing ever. But next to Jesus, I think that's pretty close. Well, you, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I I've enjoyed this past six weeks, and I have had zero income, yeah. and we managed. That's not because we had debt, right? I mean, we had funds to sustain us, which okay. is living by these principles. It is so. But that's the importance of, I mean, how many of you out there could literally lose your job for six weeks and sustain yourselves with the same type of living almost than as what you had when you were working? Right. Yeah. We didn't really change too much. Like Except we were concerned because we didn't know how long it'd go. So we, you know, held back a little bit extra without spending it. But really, we we lived our normal life as I was here. Yeah. So that's important. Um, the other thing is it says here on Proverbs 22, 26, do not co-sign another person's note or put up a guarantee for someone else's loan. And Dave, again, it's, it's another Daveism. He will share with that. But, you know, you should be responsible for yourself when it comes to your money. And do not get into the, the thing of doing that for others. Let them learn to be responsible. Now, we had... Someone co-signed a loan when we were young for one of our first cars because we were young and had nothing to our name. That's their mistake. That is. Because looking back, I would tell him not to do it. No, I wouldn't want him to. Yeah. So, and even though we paid it off and everything and did what we did, it's, biblical principles are always important. Whether you're a believer or not, these are very important principles and are actually smart to live by. Right. And these aren't Dave's or our principles. These are, God. These are God's principles. Yeah. And live, so by, yes. live by them. Um, the other thing is what I love this in second Thessalonians three ten. It says this, whoever does not work should not eat. I don't like that so much. Now here's the thing. What that's saying is if, if you're not contributing, you shouldn't get the benefit of stuff. Right? So work equals money. Work Go equals to work, money. You get paid. You have that. We're even teaching our teenage son that now work equals money. You do chores or you do work. You get paid, you get to have that money. You don't get paid for doing nothing. Right. Yeah. He doesn't get an allowance. He nope. gets commission. commission. Yep. Um, so that's really good. So um, a couple of things we want to hit real quick here. Um, it's important, I think, in the scope, especially if you're married, um, you should have shared bank accounts. Shared accounts. I, I've talked to so many people and they've been married for 20 years and they still have separate accounts. And neither of them know exactly what's going on in the other person. That makes zero sense to me. Uh, how long have we had our shared account? Well, we've been together 21 years. So it's probably been pretty, I mean, I would say probably tw well over 20 years because we've been well, next year. So about 20 years probably we've had shared accounts. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. And we've been, only been married 19. 19 so yes. we've had shared accounts since before. before we were married. We were still in high school with a shared account. Oh, back in the day. Now, if you're married, you should trust the other person if you come up with a budget yes. to abide by that budget. And it, not be afraid for them to see what you're spending that money on. I think a lot of reason that I've talked to some people is that they're like, well, that's my money. No, no, no. When you get married, it's no longer about you. It's about the two of you, two becoming one. 
And that should be in every aspect of your lives. Right. And don't get me wrong. You should come up with an agreement that you get some spending money and I get some spending money. And we do, right? We have funds for each other. I, You have a tech fund. I have a Rachel fund for my books and stuff. We have a fun fund for when we want to go out to dinner. We have a pet fund. We have a car fund. We have funds galore, let me tell you people. But everything has a place. And so we already have that built into our budget. Right, exactly. And that's that contract you and I make every month. So, um, yeah, that's really important. And then the other thing is just the emergency fund, which that is, I can't underscore the importance of that enough to have money in there because things are going to go wrong in life. The roof will leak, the car is going to stop, whatever, right? Things are going to happen. You need to have money set aside for those moments. So that's really, really important. I cannot underscore enough the importance of picking up Dave Ramsey's book and really reading it. Right. I don't have it in front of us. I'd reference the, he calls them baby steps. Yeah. The seven baby steps to financial and freedom. if you're just getting started, the first thing is stop using debt, period. Stop doing it. If you're behind on anything, get current, but get your emergency fund, your baby emergency fund. Baby this isn't one. your long-term one. Nope. Get a thousand dollars cash. Yep. And and have that, and a lot of people are like, $1,000, that's a lot of money. It can be, especially when you're first done out. That seems kind of daunting. But let me tell you, that baby emergency fund allowed us to then go on and achieve the other things because we had a little bit of a nest there to fall back on. Right. Yeah. And if you have debt and all that, that's the first step. Stop putting into retirement if you have uh debt because yeah. you're 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 digging a hole while you're trying to fill it well and here's the thing why are you contributing to all this stuff for retirement if this debt's not going to be paid off and you're still going to be having that i mean that's just ridiculous right and the argument is that well i'm getting a company match yeah that's free money but if it only takes you a year two years to get out of debt that two years is not making and breaking you in retirement you're going to end up with lots and lots more than what you would have. And add to that also is that then you can take that money and apply it to there. So you could actually contribute more money long-term to your 401k once you're debt-free. So you would probably actually be gaining long-term more of that back because you won't be paying on all that debt. You'd have more to play with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're not intentional with it, you're never, you never get it done. You're just always constantly in debt. Right. Oh, and the other thing. Get rid of that car payment. Get rid of it. So either sell your car, you know, it. now they have a formula. If it takes you less than two years, blah, blah, blah. Read the book. Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover. Go get it. That's the most get important. Get it, borrow from the library, find it, find whatever. I'm not trying to copy him. I just, I know what worked for us. And yeah. I want everybody to, I'm truly financially happy yep. without having a lot of, income. Right. And, and, you know, we, we live pretty modestly, you know, we don't need fancy gadgets and stuff. I mean, we have a PlayStation and a computer and stuff, right? We're, but we're not overly fancy people, but let me tell you something. We had our, uh, we needed a new fridge and we were able to buy the fridge. I really, really wanted it. was a little more pricey, but guess what? We had the funds to buy it. We did. And good thing we had a little extra too. Because we had some issues. But yeah, we should talk about that. It's kind of a funny one. story. That might be another day there. So we had to cut the drywall. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when stuff comes up now, for example, we're having a uh, 
a company come out Tuesday to our house to fix some, uh, I guess it's not plumbing issues. Is no, it? it's no. drainage. Drainage. It's the sub pump drainage from okay. under our house. So it's going to cost somewhere between $800 and $1,200. And you know what? I can write a check for it the day of. Right. We don't have to finance it through, um, which is more money you're paying. Nope. And you yeah. don't have to, you don't have to wait to get the work done. No. Nope. It's amazing what financial freedom really gets you. And back to your point about the car payment. Let me remind you guys what the purpose of a car is. It's to get you from point A to point B. I've driven, now I'm not saying do this, but I drove that $500 pickup truck. It literally had cardboard under my feet for the floorboard. I could see the road and I drove it 45 miles to work and back. He was Fred Flintstone in it almost. And the exhaust was completely gone. But it it's just transportation. Yes. Stop trying to show off. Who are you trying to impress? Who nobody cares. When they look nobody over cares. at the, they might say cool car, but they don't have a clue who you are. So it didn't matter anyways. Let me tell you what. I've never based any friendship or relationship off what the person drove, where they went to school, what kind of diploma they had. Well, I mean, I mean some, of, some of those guys I probably got friendly with because they had a really cool car. So there is that. But really, I no, mean, I'm case in kidding. point, you drove a 71 Volkswagen bus and that should have been the end of our relationship. And yet I still dated you. So that's exactly why you should be my friend. That uh, thing was awesome. No. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's just a car. And, and remember, Idols come in many forms, and I think sometimes we even create things like our cars, our house, our stuff becomes our idols in life. Stop it. It's just stuff. You can't take it with you when you go. That's right. I mean, let's enjoy life, but remember that everything we have is from God, and let's be smart with it. Right? right? And leave a legacy. You have kids. Leave your legacy behind. Let them know that, you know, and teach them these principles, and so when they get an inheritance from you then they know what to do and don't go blow it on a Lamborghini. That'd be pretty cool, but that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it is important. And just to contribute to the world. One of the great things I love that Dave taught us is when we do this, there's three things we do with our money. We save, we spend, we give. And once we got that free, we've been able to give more abundantly. We have been able to give to charities, to our library to ministries that we support. And that is a great feeling to be doing what God wants us to do, right? And to be giving back with what God has given us. And there's a great joy in that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that anything else you want to say, I think that pretty much wraps it up. That's really good. Oh, and for those of you that have kids, just remember, they need to learn this younger, not older. Don't wait till they're 18 and out the door to be teaching them how to handle money. It well, starts when they're kids. And it starts with you. Yes. They're watching you. Yep. Practice what you preach. All right. So, again, this is One Size Fits All Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next week. Bye.